Hi, Damien Marcus from 100 Not Out here. MP. Yes, Damo. We all know the importance of having a diary, but who wants a boring old day planner? Not me. Enter the journey of me. Ta-da! The incredible eight-month wellness journal designed especially for wellness peeps like you. Yes, Damo, this beautiful eight-month wellness guide is filled with questions, planners, exercises, reflective notes, and more. Endorsed by the Up For A Chat girls and loved the world over, the journey of me is a must-have if you're ready to live your best life for life. To purchase your very own journey of me and receive a free set of inspirational postcards, simply enter the code COUCH at www.wellandnew.com. That's www.w-e-l-l-i-n-e-u-x.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch, and as always, my champion mindset co-host Marcus Pierce. Lawrence Tam, Mr. Perfect, great man. How are you, superstar? Very well, very well. I'm a little bit nervous right now, I've got to be honest. Got to be honest because why are you uh, nervous, Lawrence? Well, I'm a little bit nervous. Usually, not that we actually, you know, spend a lot of time, you know, talking about what we're going to talk about. Uh, we just go, here's the topic. Marcus usually just gives, this is what we're going to talk about today. What do you think? I say, it sounds good. And then we just record. We don't actually discuss anything. We just kind of talk. As you can tell, we just, you know, talk about it. No, Lawrence, this is how it goes. We get on the Skype call. I go, LT, what's going on? You go, oh, Marcus, this has been happening. This has been happening. And this has been happening. I go, all right, come down. We'll talk about it on Inside the Champions Mind. Come on, press record. That is just, that is not true. That is so not true. That's usually the other way around when Marcus complains to me. No, So, but today, today, um, Uh, we just, uh, Marcus is going to come and surprise me with a a brand new topic that he has not mentioned to me, so I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Okay, today. so remember a couple of podcasts ago, we spoke about Eckhart Tolle, the power of now, and how how difficult it is to live in the now in today's world and the rest. So I was quite inspired um, uh, by our podcast. I really enjoyed doing it. I emailed um, everyone on my email list. I put it up. I, I wrote a blog. I put it on Facebook. I got all of these comments. I called it something like "Why I Don't Meditate." Um, and, or, or I don't meditate and this is what I do instead. I got a lot of great feedback. People loved it. Some of the things that I do instead, like you know, going for a run or exercising. But I got one email from, um, uh, from someone, a reader, and they said, I've, I'm, I, I believe that we should all meditate. You know, I've done a lot of work on this and we should all meditate. We all need at least five minutes a day just to be quiet and still and just to close our eyes. And I thought, ah. Oh, like I just I, I I'll put it out there. I just had resistance to the comment that we should all meditate. I felt like I was saying we should all barrack for Melbourne or we should all eat cheese or we should all do something. I don't really I don't do too well with global um, global beliefs um, or I suppose global recommendations. Um, and so I thought, LT, let's just I don't know if we've ever done a, a, a podcast on meditation. Uh, it doesn't have to be a podcast on meditation per se, but I just want to kind of share a few things about why I don't believe that we should all meditate because I think there's other ways to have meditative experiences. Um, and just to give people an idea that we don't have to fall into line with one person's belief systems just because we think it's a good idea. What do you think? That's a great topic. That's a great topic. It's uh, it's always a challenging thing for for 
for all of us to kind of actually have one statement to say, um, you know, we should all do something. I think uh, this is why I love the beauty of podcasting is, is that you pick and choose who you want to listen to. You pick and choose the the topics that you that you like to hear, and but you also pick and choose the 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 host as well and because some people gravitate you know, gravitate to and towards and you go you know what that sounds like me and i'm going to follow you know their advice or listen to what they have to say and then you're still going to make a conscious effort to whether you want to choose to follow that particular um decision or that road so yeah it's, i think it's a great topic so let's uh let's begin okay so i used to pre-kids i used to meditate um not for a long period of time in my life, maybe for about three months or so. I got up at four o'clock in the morning. I meditated for between uh, 10 minutes and half an hour. I would write in my journal. I would visualize. I would do gratitudes. I would read some of a book. Uh, I might even oil pull um, and possibly I might do some yoga and then I might go and do some other exercise. you tired at the thought of that? I was like, what? <laughs> like stupid, right? Because this is the world that we live in, particularly when we're being told, oh, you know, you should go and meditate. You should uh, write in a gratitude journal, journal every day. You should visualize every day. You should do your gratitudes every day. You should read at least 10 minutes of a book every day. You should oil pull. You should do yoga. How do you know what oil pull is? <laughs> so putting a tablespoon of coconut oil in your mouth and swishing it around for 10 or 15 minutes, uh, you know, <laughs> takes away bacteria. Right. Um, okay. Anyway, it doesn't, doesn't matter. This, Look, is, just, this is before you went to Byron Bay. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. I love it. Yeah, this is before we started smoking bongs and growing dreadlocks up here. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> so I, I like to tell that to my mum and my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're getting the kids into the cannabis and the dreadlocks at the moment, Mum. It's all good. Um, so, so anyway, so in the world that we live in, everyone's telling us what we should be doing. Yeah, and so we should I all over ourselves. We should all over ourselves, and I don't like it. And if I don't like it, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people listening don't like it. They don't like being told that you should do this. I am all for. I'm all for someone saying I love meditating. And I love it. It's a, it's a habit of mine. It's a real ritual. I, if I don't meditate, I just don't feel like I'm on song. Mm. But for me, particularly since we've had kids, I, I do not even want to attempt that list I just read out. For me, I know if I don't exercise in the morning, I am not the best version of Marcus throughout the day. It's just a different type of day. And you don't want to see the other side of Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> if people think I'm I'm happy a lot of the time, you just get me on a non-exercise day. Do not see me do not flat. show the dark side. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, you so, know what? Uh, yeah, Marcus, I, yeah. I think you're right. I, I absolutely think you're you're right. I think getting up four o'clock in the morning, you know, with kids, uh, you know, as young as our kids, it's it's a difficult tall you know ask. I'm not saying it's not impossible. Uh, I thought you know waking up at five o'clock in the morning was impossible, but it's doable now. Um, however, like. I think the better way of saying this um, than, you know, saying that it should, and, and the person might have just, you know, just said it in, in their opinion, not necessarily that you should, but I think you're just taking that as context. So it's nothing against the person who wrote that email. I think it's more important to, to say that we're just taking that topic, the general, generalization, I guess, of people who who believe one certain way, not necessarily the reader, uh, but that one certain way and say, this is how it has to be, you know. And I think that's what you're, you're, you're basically talking about. Well, right? let's put it out there. People think that there are people out there, and maybe even people listening right now, that think everyone should be paleo or everyone should be vegan yep. or everyone should be happy all the time. If you Google happy and you go, go into images, you'll see all of these memes of 
I'm happy all the time, happy all the time. Um, calm down and be happy all the time. Keep quiet and be happy all the time. Mm. Like the world's not that absolute. Find me anyone that that is one-sided like that and mm. I, it's not a human. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think I think one of the key things is to, is to look at your – and how it fits in your life. And, and I'm, I'm one of those guys, I guess, is that I don't believe that uh, everybody fits into one mold. I think it depends on how – know how high level we go here but most people like if you're going to talk about paleo or vegan or um you know uh, meditation or whatever i don't think that all all of us fit into one model i don't think we should i think we all have our we are all different you know our genes are very relatively very similar but they're also different you know we all live different lifestyle we have all different experiences we all have different perceptions of the reality of that's actually living in front of us i think because of that that changes the way our hormones and our way our body reacts to that reality and so therefore it either causes us stress and or causes us joy like i use the example of the roller coaster all the time right the roller coaster is where you know you you go down a roller coaster marcus do you love roller coasters roller coasters i can't yeah remember. i do yeah you love it right so i love, I love the uh, adrenaline know, rush yeah i used to hate roller coasters right so um if both of us went to a roller coaster and you know we're going down you know chuck, 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 we're going up in that 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 big steep thing on hill at the beginning yeah. i'll be freaking out right and you'll yeah. be like excited and as you as we turn that corner and we just go full tilt um into that uh, down that that ramp then all of a sudden like you're pumping in freaking endorphins and i'm pumping in pour, pumping out in my body cortisol levels of stress you know and therefore i'm you know causing uh, my body to actually almost you know creating hormones that actually can cause cancer whereas your body is creating hormones that can actually can kill cancer yeah. the 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 reality is that the roller coaster doesn't care the reality is that the roller coaster it is what it is, but the perception, our different perceptions of that roller coaster changes, and therefore our bodies are going to react differently. So, going back to what I was talking about, paleo or vegan or meditation, I think it's more important to say that this works for certain people. Like this has worked for these type of people. Give it a go and see how it feels with you, how how it feels right. I think all I know about meditation is that I know that not not all, but a lot of um, highly successful, high performer entrepreneurs and high highly successful people meditate that's what yeah. i know so far yeah however put something in there are you going yeah yeah, yeah yeah just however i i've always found it difficult myself so, so would you say like do you would if you if i said to you lawrence do you live a highly stressful life what would you say um i don't think so okay and i would answer exactly the same i i believe i've got a I, I couldn't look you in the eye and say, I live a stressful life. I don't. I look at a lot of high performers, let's call them business CEOs. Um, I'm just going to use business CEOs because I think you and I have probably read the same article. A lot of big business CEOs would meditate. And I believe, and this could be completely misguided, but I believe that when people have a lot of stress in their life, meditation is a great Thing to do, and we spoke about this at our very first wellness summit when we interviewed Alan Hewitt up on the stage, and he was saying that meditation often is one of is is possibly the best stress reliever out there, better than any form of medication, any form of entertainment. If you want to uh, quiet the mind, calm down, essentially, put yourself in the in the champion mindset that you need to be in, then meditate like there's no tomorrow. But I don't necessarily feel a yearning. I don't have a void in my life that's going. I really need to just sit. And be still. I have more of a yearning of I sit at my computer for large chunks of the day and I lie in bed 
overnight. And when I wake up in the morning, I just want to move my body. If I only get to choose one thing on the list of meditate, journal, visualize, gratitude, read, oil, pull, do yoga, or go out and really move, it's go out and really move my body. Hmm. Interesting. I remember um, we took up the challenge of the, uh, I can't, it was May in meditation. Mindful, meditation. In, May. Mindful, Mindful in, May. in May. Yeah. I, I think it was a couple of years ago. Um, I did that for 30 days straight. And um, it was interesting. Um, you know, I thought it was peaceful. I did it at the end of the day. I thought it was calming for myself. What did and, you do exactly? Um, it was, I, th- I believe from memory, it was like 10 minutes a day for 30 days straight. Of quiet, quiet meditation? Quiet just meditation. Sitting just sitting still and uh, you just try, yeah, basically try not to think about anything. Yeah. And uh, I use a whole bunch of apps just to kind of listen to music and stuff. I just found it better without any music. <laughs> I'm imagining you 10 minutes sitting down with a whole bunch of apps. Like, <laughs> i got a timer for this, a clock for that, some chimes going off there, some Buddhists doing some chants there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work very well in terms of the apps. i got a chorus of mindfulness. I love yeah. it. I just, I just needed like an app that just told me when 10 minutes was up. Just just give it to <laughs> This is how it starts. And then just tell me when it starts. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, I was surprised. Um, it's funny uh, the last two days of all as we do this podcast um, the last two days I've actually meditated for seven minutes before oh, I started my okay. day yeah so uh, two days in a row I've done this that, so what time before the kids are up or after you've done breakfast and get the kids ready and all that no, stuff? so my schedule is uh, at the moment is like five o'clock five or seven five or seven <laughs> get up in the morning and go to the go to my gym do CrossFit and then come home, help the ki- help my wife uh, get the kids to school and then shower. And then, um, so I decided I needed some morning routines. And so, um, we talked about structure in the last podcast with regards to Colin and having productivities. And I just felt that, um, I read somewhere when I was traveling in the UK that one of the podcasts I was listening to was talking about, um, this guy who studied all high performers and high entrepreneurs and all that stuff. And he basically narrowed it down to like some key, uh, factors of these people that did, you know the, what they did every single day and i wish i knew his name i i, I would love to give it to you i obviously want to give credit where it's due i think it's hal elrod i think and he wrote a book i can't remember what the book's called but he gave the the tips of these top things and one of them was silence the first one it's called savers basically s-a-v-e-r-s savers was one uh so savers with s was the silence and he said that all entrepreneurs um or you know successful ones at least uh all had a period of silence I thought that was really interesting. Um, I'll get to the other ones in a sec. but And so therefore, I just thought I would add silence into my day um, before I went into, uh, before I hit any work stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. So basically, I would come into my office um, and and this is where that, remember I talked about in the last podcast about the email vampire? Yeah. Yeah, so this is what I've done in the last two days. <laughs> so I'm on a 48-hour journey anymore <laughs> at the time of this podcast. Um, I... My, my, I'm fighting this bad guy. This bad guy. I'm like creating this vampire that uh, is is like the like literally sucks my my energy to go look at that email on the first at the beginning of the day and also when I first start work. And I'm not letting it defeat me. Um, and and I'm, tr- I'm what I'm doing. The first thing I do when I come to my office is put on some tunes, um, some focus music on Spotify, and and I just kind of I sat on my chair yesterday and I sat on the floor today. And I just basically um, sat sat there and I wouldn't even call it meditation because meditation is really about silence. It was actually goes to, so the S-A-V, so the V is actually visualization. And so I was actually visualizing the outcome that I was trying to achieve. 
I have to ask you, did you put the music on before you started meditating or after? No, I put it on before, of course. Okay, so that's okay? Why? So some people are hard as. Some people are like, no, you've just got... So-. You say you want... like When you say silence... You're not talking, oh, you're about... talking about silence. Uh, yeah, so the silence was for me wasn't total silence. It was just like I just wanted a, a silence, a break from. So, so me, I interpreted silence as, as yes, I know this probably should be, and you're right. I should have no, to no, have because silence. there's never silence. There's always birds chirping. This is my thing. People are so like, it's got to be silence. It doesn't no, because no, no, no. there's birds it's... chirping, there's trees waving, there's ducks quacking. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly, that's why I put the music on is because I actually rather have a little bit of musical background because it puts me in a, in a bit of a more of a trance uh, mm-hmm. for the visualization. That's why I say I'm combining two. I'm, I'm hacking the savers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hacking the the productivity into as, as small as possible, um, and and combine them <laughs> to save myself time. And uh, so I do the silence, and a silence to me was more just taking time away from the things I'm supposed to do or do immediately and really just to kind of find space um, to not just be on a go, go, go mode, but to yeah. like mentally prepare myself for the work day, you know, Pre- yeah. mentally prepare myself for that day. Anyways, that's, that's sort of where, uh, okay. Uh, I don't so know how we digress I, from I've that. I've just got to put a few, put a few um, headlines out here, right? Or want to know what you think about this. My view is if you're listening to this, and I'm just going to out Sarah, and she won't mind because she would happily say this. Like she, she thinks she's a thinker. Like lots of thoughts going through her head. Just she has more trouble quieting the mind than I do. She would like I can fall asleep off the drop of a hat. Sarah could stay in bed and take 20 minutes, no matter how tired she's, half an hour. I don't know to fall asleep, right? Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at profiles, then Sarah, if we're looking at the whole meditation thing, is going to benefit more from having mind quietening exercises she does meditate at night she does these things okay um whereas someone like me i don't i guess as i said earlier i don't feel a void but i would say if people are listening and i'd like to know what you think about this if you're listening and you're like okay yeah i'm really on my mind is go 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 i'd be saying well how much time do you actually give to yourself in the day like you and i've already said we both exercise in the morning in the pierce household i exercise for an hour and, and then I swap with Sarah and she has an hour. So I'm doing mine from 6.30 till 7.30. Sarah does hers from 7.30 till 8.30. And then they're out the door at quarter to nine. But that is that is big for just emotional, um, I would call it just well-being. You know, if we don't fill our tank up um, at the beginning of the day, then one or both of us is running off a half-empty tank. So I just wonder, whatever it takes for you to fill your tank up, if it's if it's Go for a walk, go for a run, go do CrossFit. Because I would imagine, LT, when you do CrossFit in the morning, you're in a better frame of mind despite the challenges of CrossFit than if you slept in till 6.30. Oh, guaranteed, for sure. Like, And it's something that, you know, it wasn't like right away felt like that, right? So <laughs> you felt it took like a bit of time. But tortured for a yeah, while. No, I'm st- oh, that's, that never stops, the torture. But um, <laughs> the the but no it's just the, the frame of mind of just getting up in the morning and being tired and you know that took a little while to kind of get used to but now I actually crave it so yep. it's it's you know there's a transitional period that takes you know with any new habit you form it just takes time to to really build into that habit and i think maybe like just you know let's be devil's advocate here but maybe it it does take time to there's also i'm sure um the advocate of for meditation is to spend a bit of time to actually 
deal with that uncomfortable uh, of not being able to be totally silent, silence in your mind and uh, get into uh, meditation and really reap the full benefits of meditation, which may take a long time to kind of get Absolutely. into. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I wonder then, what is it if you are actually meditating and you're feeling, I suppose, stressed at what's going on in your day? Is it? Do you believe? Because I'm just curious on what you think here. Do you believe it's more beneficial to exercise uh, if you're feeling stressed, or to meditate, or do you think that it's, it's I suppose, dependent on the individual? Well, let's go on the topic of this of this particular podcast. I don't think there is actually one right answer. Nice right? one. Because I think you know, for some people, they 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 will actually find better peace when they're actually not you know just being in a quiet space for themselves to let the mind process. Uh, in in that space where some people are designed to going like I want to smash my body and go out there and get my body moving and that is actually my way of you know relieving some stress I think it depends I think it depends on the situation because I for me it's both you know and I, I, I have to admit that if I'm you know you know, I'm like, I've been in, in stressful situations. And to be honest with you, like sometimes um, going out and exercising makes me feel great. But sometimes I just need to have that time to myself, like, especially when they're actually for me, like, to be honest with you, to me, if I'm in a very stressful situation where like, just say we, you know, where uh, I'm preparing for a big event and I got all these priorities that I need to get accomplished and done and I have all these things going on in my head and I'm actually juggling two or three different businesses at the same time, which I've had in the past where just so much stuff going on and there's so much pressure of like family and, and trying to, you know, spend time with my child and, 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 you know, or with Christian or Kaya and then you got all these things going on, pleasing the wife and, and then also with the business and, you know, all these things going on, my best way to relieve that is actually just time with myself like time where i just get to process and let it all sink into place and just slow it down like slow it right down um to to a spot that allows that just to see the big picture so, so is that like me. going for a walk or is that like just sitting down and just thinking, uh, it's being, sometimes meditating? Me, like- it's both so sometimes it's just taking a deep breath and just going through five minutes of just breathing and just calming my body down and then allowing, you know, ideas to flow into my head. Or it could just be writing things down out on a piece of paper and yeah. seeing the reality of it. So oftentimes um, for me is that when there's so much going on in my life, there is, I just know that my brain is just taking over. And what we Colin talked about last time is about your brain processing. Um, it's just like, it's basically overwhelmed. And for me, writing things down on what I need to do, for example, or need to get done, um, helps me get it out of my head and put it on a piece of paper that helps me organize it visually. Yes. So rather than having to do it in my brain, like trying to do a 3D puzzle in my brain, I'm actually putting it on on pieces of paper and then reorganizing it right in front of me. And it's going back to that Stockdale Prince um, paradox uh, from good to great, where you know he was a uh, uh, POW in, in in the Vietnam War. It's that you know you want to hope for the best, right? He always talked about you know who are the who are the survivors that you know went through the how did they survive the POWs? Are they're not the optimist? The optimists were the ones that definitely first to die. You know the people who just always hope for the best. And what that's really interesting, right? Because we think that optimists are the ones who will 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 survive. You know, but you have not. my attention. You definitely have my attention. So, yeah. you know, Stockdale um, talked about that because he, he was like uh, the highest ranking uh, POW in the, in the Vietnam War. And he says that basically the, the easiest question to, 
because the question was, so let me frame this again. They, they asked the question goes, who were the people that died the, quick, the quickest or who gave up hope? And it's the people who were the optimists. And the reason why is because the optimists will say, you know, we'll get up by Christmas. And Christmas rose around and then they wouldn't get out. And it goes, no, don't worry, we'll get, we'll get home by Easter. And then Easter mm-hmm. rose around and never happened. It doesn't happen again. And it goes, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get out by, you know, 4th of July. And then that rolls around and never happens. And that's when it leads to depression because what they ha- they're always hoping for the best. Yeah. But the problem with that is that if it doesn't come to fruition or you have this goal that you always want to achieve, but it never comes around, you're going to, you're going to, what are you going to start? You to lose do? your will. You, you start, lose your will. yeah, you lose your will. You start to question yourself, right? You start to question, am I ever going to get out? Am I ever going to achieve that? Am I ever, and you start to make, you, you create doubt in your own mind. And so what he says though, the, the, one of the key, key things that has been known as the Stockdale paradox, um, is that what you need to do is always have hope. Right, always have yeah. hope for the future, which is what most you know most optimists would have, but most people would hopefully have is to have hope. But here's the thing: but have hope, but make sure you also face the truth of the reality that you're actually in. And so, what the the people that survived, you know, through the POW, he was in POW camp for seven years, was that he always had hope. He always knew in his gut that he was going to survive this. However, he did not put um, any uh, um, you know ease in his mind that this was going to be easy, right? That this was yeah. going to be just the, uh, it's going to be a, a cakewalk. He knew he was in a POW camp. He knew he was the highest ranking officer uh, in, in the POW camp. And he knew that they were going to make him as an example. And he knew he had to be stronger than anybody else because all the officers would be looking up to him, right? And yeah. and so therefore he had he knew all of that so he need to face those realities that the reality is that they've been captured and they are going to be in in there for a very long time. Well, that's just like we were talking recently with the um, when we did the Power of Now Eckhart Tolle podcast talking about living too far in the present, mm-hmm. where we're be- be- beginning we're becoming anxious, so we're worrying everything about the the future, the future, the future. It sounds like. Uh, Stockdale would have been always saying, well, let's just get through today. Let's not even worry about Christmas or worry about Easter. The objective is to get through the day. And then the next day's objective is to get through the day. That's right. Because it's far easier to, I suppose, have hope and optimism about a day rather than about 90 days or six months from now because there's so many things can happen. That's right. And it, that's and really it, cool. It's it's just, uh, um, I can't remember the, the person's name. It's out of the top of my head right now. It's A Man for Search for Meaning. Um, he Victor was also, Franco. Victor Franco, right? And in, in his book, and he talked to very similar things because he, he lived in the moment, right? He lived, he knew, he always had hope. If you read, read the book, he always had hope that he knew, just got feeling he knew he was going to survive. And, um, but there's always a part of him that but always but what he saw was the reality of what was going on. He didn't he didn't change that reality. He knew what was happening, but he made the most of that. He made the most of that horrible situation. You know, and so meeting a Holocaust survivor when I was in LA, you know, and there was a Holocaust survivor there at the Museum of Tolerance. It was just amazing to be able to see like the 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 strength that was required at the time. Like, I mean, I cannot even imagine, mm-hmm. right? I can't because, you know, I, we will probably never have to go through, thank God, thank goodness, you know, anything um, like that. But to watch these, watch these guys go through that um, and, 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 and talk about it, it's amazing, you know, that the human will and the strength that, that is required to think like that and keeping in that mind and, 
and put things back into perspective. See, if, if I start to think like that, if you start to think like this now, we talked about the POWs, we talked about the Holocaust. Um, you know, I, I met uh, uh, this 98, I think it was like a 98-year-old uh, at the um, at Pearl Harbor recently in Hawaii. Um, and, you know, you look at look what they had to survive, you know, how they actually had the courage. Does not, doesn't it put our stress or our problems on a day-to-day basis that we feel so stressful are in, into perspective of Absolutely. how little um, it matters. And I think that's what I sometimes when I said, you know, I need some time to think and process, it's that. It's putting things back into perspective of going, well, this is happening, and but is it really that bad? Like, is it really that bad compared to all the things that's happening around the world? And when I, but I needed that, I need that time to put that perspective because when you're in it, you're in the forest and you're in the fire, you're not thinking straight. You're just thinking about the fire, how to get out. And that time of peacefulness for me, even if it's five minutes or 10 minutes or talk with my wife, puts things back into perspective because I get to float above that fire or float above the forest to really see um, the forest from the trees. Oh, LT, that was a great episode. Did you like that, mate? Man, I didn't realize I was like almost the end. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. just been the best. All right. It's been the best. I feel so good out of listening to all of that. And hopefully everyone listening feels that you don't have to do what everyone else or someone else is saying. Do what brings you joy. Do what makes you feel present in the moment, whether it's journaling or meditating or oil pulling. LT is going to go and oil pull tonight, (laughs) tomorrow morning. Um, Do whatever you feel brings you um, joy. And and I think it's been been very... um, enlightening and relieving to hear your take on things lt thank you so much i think it's important that we try we just go and do a whole bunch of things and you know we talked about productivity last week and um sorry last episode and we talked about that because you know i'm i'm in search of greater productivity hacks all the time um because i'm trying to find ways to to help improve my life and personal development you know people kind of you know kibosh it and say that's just all woo woo stuff I, I don't think so i think it's about developing the the person the person within i think that's what it's about it's not about just you know wishing just things would happen school. it's not like yeah it's not like the secret and just hoping that you pray and wish for it and that's going to happen no it's about i think it's about developing you as a person how do you become stronger how do you become better because at the end of the day the human race depends on you right the human race depends on you being stronger so that you can pass on those knowledge to and be the mentor and to those people who watch you you know you you might you might think no one's watching but your kids are watching your friends are watching and you know there's other people watching you and you never know who you're going to uh switch on you know in a sense um and to be able to kind of follow your shoes and you might you might you know transform their life and they're going to transform another person's life it's just it just spreads and i love to see humanity change that way you know that's that's my thoughts and but you can't you can't say one thing is the the best way there's no one productivity hack there's no one diet that's going to be perfect um you know it's about you know figuring out what works for you and that's why i've never been a proponent of going you got to do crossfit god no like crossfit is not for everybody you know yoga is not for everybody you know and you know, whatever works. But the thing is, is that you got to give it a chance to work, to see the yeah. benefits. Um, and, you know, if it just feels wrong in your gut, go with your instincts, I think. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, if something feels right, then go with that too. So wise. So good. Thanks, LT. Guys, go to uh, facebook.com slash Inside the Champions Mind. Make sure you like it and tell your friends and families to, to kind of visit that page. I'd love for you to comment below this particular episode and tell us 
what your thoughts are in regards to you know this particular thing or even just on meditation you know how has it benefited you and if so how do you make it work because uh, i love to know really honestly <laughs> so um go to wellnesscouch.com check out a new website and uh, make sure you subscribe to us on itunes give us a, a star rating and also a comment because that's going to help um, our visibility to the world and i'd uh, love for you to share this particular podcast with your friends um, because i believe that you know sharing it to other people that's going to help them change their mind is what's going to propel um, humanity, as I mentioned today in today's podcast. This is Inside the Champion Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in pursuit of being world-class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam. He's Marcus Pierce. See you on the next episode. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.